Assalamu alaikum everyone, my name is Salma and welcome to the Dean Corner. Today, I contemplated making this episode because I am exhausted. But I, it took some discipline, it did, but like, I'm happy I'm here. So, let's get on to it. Um, I was just sitting on my prayer mat, thinking about what I should talk about. And I was like, oh, let me talk about what I'm doing now, making dua. So let me talk about dua, the proper etiquette of making dua, um, and just why we <laughs> make dua and how easy it is to get your duas answered. So yeah, okay. Um, most of the things that I'm going to be saying in this particular episode is from a book that I was gifted by one ummah, and it is called I Am Near. A guide to du'a, supplications from the Quran, and authentic hadith by life with Allah. So, yeah, if you guys need to get it, I will try to find where you can get it. From. Okay, lifewithallah.com. So, yeah, I feel like if you check there, because I just saw it at the back of the book. If you check there, inshallah, you'll find it. It's so handy and it's just so nice to have. So, yeah. Allah, all praise is for him, the Lord of the world, ordered us to supplicate to him. And he promised to answer. Our beloved Prophet, Rasulullah taught and guided us on how to make proper dua and how to call upon our Creator. There are a lot of other Prophets. Um, every, well, every Prophet, may peace and blessings be upon them. We owe everything to them. And of course, Allah the Almighty, but they taught us these du'as to make and just how we have to life itself. And yeah, du'a is faith. That is something that the Prophet said. In many ayats of the Quran, Allah instructs um, believers to call on him. He praises his messengers and prophets who did so saying they were ever quick in doing good deeds. They used to call on us in yearning and awe and humble themselves before us. You're going to find this ayah in Surah Al-Anbiya. What am I doing? Okay, I'm clearly tired, but in Surah Al-Anbiya, verse 90. The act of dua and just calling upon Allah is one of the most superior forms of worship in Islam. Allah has commanded us to call upon Him and humble ourselves to Him, so we should come with Him and come to Him with humility. And sadly, the value of dua has diminished in our times. Our ignorance, neglect, and oftentimes laziness in entreating Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala with the choice of words um, from the Quran and Sunnah has resulted in us failing and basically breaking our many boundaries Allah has promised us. So it's our fault and we are trying to fix that now. So Allah says in Surah Al-Baqarah, when my servants ask about me, truly I am near. And I feel like this is the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful verse ever. It's also the name of the book. So yeah. There's a definition of dua in the book, so we are going to read that. Uh, the book says, dua is a worshipping... Sorry, sorry, 
Dua is a whispering conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator, Lord, and sustainer. We ask him because only he can give us. He has power over everything whilst we have none. His knowledge encompasses everything whilst we know little. He is the Lord and we are his slaves. The messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not I think I'm just going to leave this podcast till tomorrow because I, ugh, I'm tired. Let me see if I can get to like seven minutes without just creating havoc by myself for myself. <laughs> oh, okay, so um, the the Prophet of Allah, sallallahu alaihi said, "There is nothing more honorable to Allah than dua." He also said, Allah is angry with those who do not make dua to him. You can find this in At-Tirmidhi. Asking Allah for our needs is an expression of our humility, which is what Allah wants. It is through dua that we affirm our helplessness and need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we need Allah. He doesn't need us. We need we need him. <laughs> Uh, okay, let me continue. It is an expression of our complete submission. This is why the Messenger of Allah said, Dua is worship. By making dua, we speak to Allah directly. I don't know if you actually sit down and think about it. When we're making dua, yeah, maybe I'm doing my adhkar and I'm saying, Rabbi or I'm, I'm just making a dua. I tend sometimes when I'm like, it's like, okay, hold on. It's like so normal to me. I have uh, a step, basically a routine. So after every salah, I do my ayatocracy and my supplications. And it's like normal, but that I don't, I tend to forget who I'm talking to. Like when you sit and deep it, you're talking to your creator. You're talking to Allah. You're talking to the Almighty. Like, we need to have more respect and just be more cautious on how we treat dua because dua is the most powerful thing ever. It can literally change your life. Look, I do everything. Why do you think <laughs> your advice to, like, uh, make a lot of dua on Laylatul Qadr? I'm sorry, the last 10 nights, just so you can find Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadr can change your time of death. And sink, let us sink in. Like, <laughs> and it can change your time of death. So it can prolong your life. It can shorten it. And whatever it is, it's just dua is just the most incredible thing ever. And we need to learn how to communicate with Allah in the most perfect way and in the best way that we can. Okay, now I'm going to read uh, the proper etiquette of making dua. Number one, you have to humble yourself. So you humble yourself in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fearing his punishment and hoping for his reward. This is the essence and purpose of dua. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, supplicate to your Lord humbly and secretly and supplicate to him in fear and hope. You can find this in chapter 7, uh, verse 55 to 6. Also, have yaqeen in Allah. So firm conviction that Allah will answer your, answer your dua. 
you have to believe that he's going to answer your doubt. You cannot just sit down and make dua and it's like you're doubting if it, it will come true. Like, no. Because Allah says, um, I am what my servant thinks of me. So if you think and you just believe firmly that he will answer that dua, he will. But if you're in doubt, in, well, that's not proper etiquette in making dua. You shouldn't do that. So try your best to believe firmly. That Allah is going to answer that dua and continuously make it, no matter how difficult um, life gets or that your, your whole situation just gets. Oh, the third point is what I just said, and I promised I did not even read it. <laughs> okay, maybe I've read it before, so that's why I know. Anyways, be persistent. I just said that. Um, the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Verily, your Lord is generous and shy. If his servant raises his hands to him, he becomes shy to return them empty. You can also find this hadith in At-Tirmidhi. Whoever keeps knocking on the door will eventually have it open for him. So keep making this dua. <laughs> keep waking up for the hadith. Any second in the day, any second, any second in the day, make dua. Make this one dua that you want something. Keep making it. Keep making consistent. Allah will provide it for you. As long as you believe firmly and you humble yourself while making that dua. Number four. I feel like this is the most important one. Don't be impatient. The Messenger of Allah subhanahu said, The dua of every one of you is accepted. As long as he does not go impatient and says, I made dua. But it was not accepted. I feel like most of us have this uh, mindset. It's like, oh, uh, I made the dua for two weeks. I woke up at Hajjit like four times and the dua isn't yet accepted. And honestly, it's hard because it's hard having, <laughs> it's actually hard to keep on making dua and uh, praying and begging and crying. Whatever it may be that you're doing, and then you're not seeing any changes yet. And yeah, just keep being patient, keep believing that Allah will answer this dua and He will. Have sabr because Allah is with the patient. Okay, number five, supplicate with duas from the Quran and the Sunnah. This is crucial. So, although it is permissible to like choose your own words according to your needs. The du'as from the Quran and Sunnah of the prophets, they are unmatched <laughs> in their style and their completeness. They're worded like perfectly and they're just the best du'as. So make sure you incorporate them in your du'as, especially la ilaha illallah when you want something because the Prophet said, there's no way you can make that du'a and ask for something and it will not be accepted. Okay, number six, avoid sinning and consuming haram. The Messenger of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, said, and this was narrated by Muslim, uh, there was a man beseeching Allah, saying, Oh Lord, oh Lord, but his food was unlawful, his drink was unlawful, his clothing was unlawful, and he was nourished with unlawful. So how is how will his dua be accepted? 
So keep away from sin. If you're listening to music, stop. If you are going out to party at night, stop. If you are just whatever sin that you, you know is a sin and you're doing, stop it. Just stop. <laughs> Make dua in times of ease. Uh, the Messenger of Allah said, Remember Allah during times of ease and he will remember you during times of hardship. So it's like when you want something and you get it, you forget Allah. And this is very normal um, for humans because we're quite ungrateful <laughs> and we forget very, very easily. It may be you're, you want something from a human or your brother. It could be your brother self, or your father. You want something from him. For that meantime that you want something and you're pleading to get it, you're the nicest human ever. And you just do whatever pleases your father and try your best to make sure that, I don't know, um, he's, he's happy with you so he can like, buy you whatever it is that you want or sign up. Oh, I don't know, just maybe anything. And then when you get it, it's like, um, okay, child, I'm not going to be doing as much anymore. And basically, I don't really care about you that much anymore. You know, so... If your father likes you waking up by 7 a.m. and then going to greet him, you keep doing that for like one week just because you want something. And the moment you do get it, you do it for like two more days and stop. And that is just human nature. But we need to stop that, especially when it comes to Allah. Because how shitty does it feel to just basically be used for something and then abandoned minutes later it's not nice so we need to do better and try to avoid doing these things um uh, number eight prepare properly perform wudu face the qibla and raise your hands these are not necessary for dua but are praiseworthy nonetheless number nine be ambitious and ask for anything i don't know if you guys have heard um to be deluded with your dua do not limit your supplications to just small matters in one in difficult times. Nothing is too big for the one and only. So ask for anything and everything. Anything that seems impossible, ask. It's Allah. It's as simple as kun for your kun for him. So remember that. And remember, even when you're asking for Jannah, the Prophet said, ask for al-firdaus. Don't just ask for Jannah. Ask for the highest rank in Jannah. Last and final one, do not become despondent. Even after prolonged supplications, we talked about this. Um, and patience, you must not think that your du'a has been rejected. Remain optimistic and ignore the demoralizing whispers of shaitan. Because he is our enemy. Remember I said that. He is our enemy in the episode of sins. He is our enemy and... Just try your best not to listen to him because he is evil and he just wants you to go to hell. And I mean that literally. <laughs> um, okay. The Messenger of Allah um, said, No Muslim makes dua which does not entail a sin or the severing of ties of kingship without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving him one of three. 
One, he fulfills his dua immediately. Two, he stores it for him in the hereafter. Three, he averts from him a similar evil. So um, this dua may just have prevented you from being affected by black magic. This dua may have protected you from being affected from a car accident. Just be optimistic when it comes to Allah because there's nothing bad that comes with Allah. It doesn't it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so think positively, keep praying and inshallah your dua will be accepted. So right now I'm making a dua for you. May all your halal du'as be accepted and granted as soon as possible. I mean here are a few occasions you guys can try making dua when it's readily accepted. So there are like specific times and places that you can make dua and inshallah to be accepted. One, um, at the end of five prayers, so your five daily prayers, make dua after every third prayer. Number two, between Adhan and Iqama, when you call when you hear the call of Adhan, make dua. Uh the last third um the last third part of the night, so that is the time of Tahajjud. Wake up and pray because Allah comes down to the seventh heaven and literally looks for people that want something so he may give it to them. So whilst in sajda, you are the closest to Allah when you're in sajda. So try to make as much dua as you can while you're close to Allah. So when you're in sajda. Um, while fasting and when opening the fast. So you may try fasting Mondays and Thursdays, depending on how badly you want the dua answered and accepted. So try fasting and when you do that, break your fast, um, make your dua. Okay, the last portion of the day of Jumu'ah, so between, um, after Asr, so between after um, Asr and Maghrib, there's an hour that no dua is rejected. So try your best to find that hour and then sit in a nice quiet place, make your wudu, sit on a prayer mat. I'm not even say, telling you to like pray or anything, just make dua. Yeah. Um, when one asks Allah with his greatest name, um, I'm going to tell you guys the greatest name because it told me to go to page 18. Um, when drinking Zamzam water, when it rains, when traveling for your absent brother. So you know how when you pray for somebody, the angels pray um, the same, make the same dua for you. So um, you're probably making a, a dua for your friend to have a good marriage and the angels are doing the same for you so it's a win-win situation try praying for other people when you're oppressed so e.g the palestinians every dua they make is accepted when traveling and i feel like i already said that but when a parent parent makes dua for their child i always tell mama to like make i want to hear it like okay i want something Make dua for me. I want to hear it. I want to hear you make dua because this this it always gets accepted and it's just beautiful and a miracle. So I really, really like and push Mama to make dua for me as much as possible. Okay, here are like steps to follow 
when making dua. So you just start with praising Allah, obviously. Um, um, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, There is none who likes to be praised more than Allah does. So praise Allah, glorify Him before making dua. There's a hadith that says um, the Prophet heard this guy, sorry, wait, this guy, this man making dua, and he did not send, he did not praise Allah, and he did not send salawats on him. And the Prophet said he was too hasty. So he called him and said, when one of you makes dua, you should start off with praising Allah and glorifying his Lord. He should then um, invoke salawat on the Prophet. He should then make dua for whatever it is he wishes. So try your best to start um, with that. Um, what I like to do is recite Surah Al-Fatiha. And after I recite, I continue repeatedly say, um, you alone we worship and you alone we ask for help. So I just continue. Ugh, what am I saying? Continuously say, I'm tired. I can't believe I made it in 12 minutes. But yeah, I keep saying rubbish because I'm dozing off basically. So sorry about that. The best slaves of Allah on the day of judgment will be those who frequently praised him. So you can find this in a Tirmidhi. Praise Allah. Just try your best to do that continuously. When you're bored, when you have nothing to do. When you do have something to do, just continuously praise Allah. It, I don't know. It literally takes your fingers and it doesn't take much. Okay, and of course, sending salawat on the Prophet. Um, you may ask why we do that. So sending salawat upon the Messenger of Allah in Salama, uh, because we do that in Salama is a manifestation of our love, reverence, and obedience to him. He was sent as a mercy for mankind and always remembered and worried about us. So the least you can do is send salawat upon him and his family. And yeah. Oh my God, you guys. Um, This is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful hadith and a story that I just learned like just now. So I want to share it with you guys. Uh. On one occasion, he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, lifted his hands and while weeping, invoked, O oh Allah, my ummah, my ummah, ummati, ummati, <laughs> I want to cry. Uh, Allah sent Jibril, alayhi salatu wa salam, down with the glad tidings. Muhammad, surely we will please you in regards to your ummah and we will not cause you grief. <laughs> We're just so lucky to be part of this ummah, you know. And alhamdulillah, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to meet him, inshallah. We all get to meet the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I don't want to deviate off topic, so we're just going to continue with step three. You have to ask Allah by his beautiful names. He has 99 amazing names. You should choose one. Uh, not one. You can choose all, but like choose the ones that resonate with your situation. So. You want him to provide something for you, Arazak. Um, that is, he is the provider, and always, always, always include a Rahman or Rahim because you want Allah to envelope you in His mercy, so He may accept your du'as. So remember this. Therefore, you have to seek forgiveness. 
before you ask Allah for anything, you should always ask him to forgive you. He is Al-Ghafur, the most forgiving, and he loves to forgive. He reminds us in the Noble Quran, Say, my slaves, those who have transgressed against themselves, do not despair in the mercy of Allah. Truly Allah forgives all sins. He is truly the most forgiving and the most merciful. You can find this in chapter 39, verse 53. The Messenger of Allah, um, exalted as he said, that Allah said, O son of Adam, as long as you call upon me and hope in me, I will forgive you, your irrespective of what you do. And I do not care, son of Adam, even if your sins were to reach the clouds of the sky, then you seek forgiveness from me. I will forgive you. Son of Adam, even if you were to come to me with nearly an earth full of sins, and then you meet me, not having associated anything with me, then I will surely bring you as much as the earth in forgiveness. <laughs> Allah, if I continue this episode and reading all these amazing, amazing stories, I am going to cry this night, and that is not what I want to do. <laughs> so, the last, last, last final one is give sadaqah before making dua. This is the great, I talk about this almost every time. This is the greatest thing ever. And know that the people that give charity can never lack. Never, never ever. You can never lack. There's this time. It was like a few weeks back. I wanted something. So I kept making to offer it. And they're like, oh, okay, why don't I give charity? I for real actually emptied my bank account. Because <laughs> I emptied, I had nothing to do. I could, I have food. I have everything. I had nothing to do with money. So I was like, mm. Let me just give it to charity. Uh, I looked for a lot of charities and I was just giving out as much as I could. And I emptied my bank account. I kid you not, keep in mind that this money that I was just giving out was given to me by Baba like a day or two before this incident. So I did not ask. He just gave it to me because I think my sister asked and he was like, oh, Maybe she needs it too. So he gave it to me or he sent it to me, whatever. And I emptied my bank account in two days and I did nothing to benefit myself. I had no desire for anything. I don't know. I just go through those phases sometimes. There's sometimes I just want everything I see on Instagram. I want to buy everything. But like now, I don't know. Just nothing in my on my mind and like weighing on me to get like I'm just alhamdulillah. So um I saw it, I thanked him, everything was fine. So I emptied two days later he sent me money again. I I don't see my alerts because they go to a different number. And he was like, Oh, did you see what I sent you? I was like, um, two days ago, yeah. Like we talked about it. I was like, um, what is what is he saying? We talked about it already. I was like, yeah, thank you. No, it was like, no, 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 no. This was like an hour ago. I was like, really? Then I went and I checked my account and it was like, money again. And I did not ask. At that point, I realized why I got that money. And I realized why I kept on getting that money. And that money, <laughs> I gave it all to charity again because everything was just mind-boggling. And I was just so happy that Allah 
kept sending me these signs and I feel like it was part of the signs that I was going to get my dua accepted. So just give charity because charity fights calamity and you're comfortable, you don't need anything. Give part of your money to charity. It doesn't have to be all. Just I don't know. When you give charity, you can just never lack. And that is a fact. Try it and get back to me. So this brings us to the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed and actually learned something about Dua and Allah. So see you again tomorrow, inshallah. Bye. I'm sorry I was tired and I'm sorry if that reflected on this episode. I really just cannot help it. I'm just really, really sleepy. But I know that if I sleep and I don't record this episode, I will not do it. So it's just best to do it since I've already committed to it. So yeah, masalam.